Welcome to the Primal Path Podcast. We chat with our tribe to build a stronger connection through our native ways of communication. Learn about our coaches, clients, gym programming, and hear from our local businesses and find out about the latest happenings. Happy Sunday, tribe. We are back with your Primal Path programming for Monday, June 14th through Saturday, June 19th. I just want to say thank you all for who came out for our tailgate on Friday. I had so much fun to gather around with a whole bunch of people again. It's been a while since I've been been in a group of people that are just hanging out and having fun. And I look forward to the next one. Remember, it's the second Friday uh, in July and the second Friday in August. Anywho... Let's get started. Monday, June 14th, for our move, we got six minutes on with two minutes off for two rounds. We are going to be increasing, or let me, that's a horrible start. Yeah, that's really bad. Oh, well, too bad. Uh, We're going to be doing snatches and high box jumps for six minutes on, two minutes off for two rounds. What we're going to try and do is increase our snatches by two and increase our high box jumps by one. So you're going to do two snatches, one high box jump, four snatches, two high box jumps, six snatches, three high box jumps. So the easy way to remember this is is however many snatches you do, you cut that number in half and that's how many box jumps you do. Relatively easy. So the first six minutes, we're going to go as far as we can in that. On that six minutes, you guys are going to get cut off. Two minutes of rest. When you restart... Round two, we want you guys to try and compete against yourself for that round one. We want you to try and see if you could match or improve what you did on round one. And obviously, don't slack on round one. You want to move. We want to try and push our limits and compare ourselves how well we can do. Uh, You know, especially because that's the whole purpose of this interval training. For, For people who are like, oh, yeah, intervals are good, but why are they good? They're good for the purpose of trying to get your body to relax quickly, and then put out the same effort. So you're going from a relatively calm heart rate, spiking it up and moving and, and burning a whole bunch of calories and and tiring out your muscles with a quick rest and then go and repeat that. Pretty much anyone could do anything once, but can we do it twice? And can we do it twice as good? And that's why interval training is so good. It really helps out with your uh your heart rate because to improve our heart we want as much heart rate variability every single day as possible if you have a whoop or a fitbit or whatever you may do uh, have on your wrist it it should be telling you the variation of your heart rate and that's what we're looking for to promote longevity of that heart and that's what we're going to be doing today so nothing like super technical or super heavy uh, just working a lot on that heart rate variability for those two rounds Moving on to where we build for that day, we have three rounds. We're going to go five chin-ups and 20 sit-up Z-presses. Chin-ups, strict chin-ups, of course. Uh, If you don't get five, maybe you get three. We're looking for an unbroken set. That's what we're trying to shoot for and get more supination of the wrists uh, because we do so much pronation. Moving on till Tuesday, June 15th. Our move is going to be four rounds. You're going to do a 200-meter run. Six each goblet hold step through lunges. So you're like stepping from forward lunge into a reverse lunge. That's considered one. We're going to do six on each side. Followed by 10 barbell push press. We are going to put a 15 minute cap on this, which we think everyone should get through that. You're looking about a minute, minute and a half on that 200 meter run. Those six each goblet holds should take you less than a minute for all 12 of them. And then those 10 barbell 
uh, pu push press, those are going to go relatively quick in under 30 seconds of what you're looking at. So, you know, in general, you should be looking at two and a half minutes, I'm guessing, on average for a round, and you multiply that times four, you're looking at around 10 minutes. But we are going to put a 15-minute time gap in case uh, that run is a little bit slower, those step-throughs are a little bit harder. But just going through that stuff. Moving on to our rebuild, we're going to do a superset. So one movement directly into the other movement without resting. We're going to do three rounds, and we're going to get some bro reps in, get those biceps. So we're going to do 12 hammer curls, followed by 15 barbell reverse curls. We're going to be using that barbell. We already have it out from the push press, but with these hammer curls, we are going to grab dumbbells. For those hammer curls, what we're looking at is keeping the elbows pinned to the side of the body. The body. The body and we're having the palms face each other. So our thumbs are gonna be up and our pinkies are gonna be down. That is considered a hammer curl. And those barbell reverse curls, you're gonna be grabbing that barbell like you are gonna grab that bar to do a deadlift. And then what we're going to do is if we're standing up, we're gonna curl that bar up. So you're gonna have the opening of your hands are gonna be pronated. We're curling that up and you'll be feeling that biceps kick in. And yeah, we're just going to go uh, go look. Oh, yeah, for those curls. We want to make sure that we are not focused on full range of motion during this, re this rebuild. We want to focus on muscle activation. So you shouldn't be going all the way up so the muscle goes off contraction. We should be bringing it up just before it's at hitting the full range of motion, and we shouldn't be lowering those hands down till they're just like dead hanging. We should stop before they get into the dead hang to maximize the muscles. Ultimately, that's how we tone muscles, is we create more and more tears into the muscle. We create more and more tears by doing more reps at a lighter weight. The more of the tears that happen, the more amino acids have to come in and repair the muscle. And when they repair, they give it a little bit more shape. So that's what we're trying to do, especially on the rebuild, is create more and more muscle tears. It sounds not that great, but that's a fact of hypertrophy. Is uh, We're tearing all those muscles uh, with light weight, and then we're feeding them through protein, which we get in our main amino acids. It refills the muscles, and it shapes them better. And that's how we end up making our muscles look good for the camera, for Instagram. Anywho, that's Tuesday. Moving on to Wednesday, June 16th. We have our move every minute on the minute for 12 minutes. On the odd minute, we're going to be doing deadlifts, 12, 10, 8, 6, 4, 2. And on the even minutes, we're gonna be doing six strict pull-ups and six strict dips, okay? So the deadlifts are going down in weight every round, or and then the strict pull-ups and strict dips are going to remain the same no matter what. This is a strength-based workout. So this is your time to use your opportunity to push yourself out of the comfort zone a bit and see what your body is capable of. We want you going hard this time. This is something that we want you guys to push. It's not, not a, oh, come in here and be easy. We want your deadlifts to get heavy. And uh, we're going to increase the load as the reps decrease. So... You want to try to, to aim to find a heavy but a technically sound set of two reps on your very last set. So don't think you're going to one rep max. Um, I mean, you could. It's possible for sure. But uh, don't try and try and go like, all right, I'm going to end with my one rep max because you're going to be building up from that. But you should be starting at like maybe if you, if you know your deadlift numbers, um, about 60%, I would say, is probably what you want to start on that for your 50 or 60% for your 12 reps. 
and then just kind of increase by 5%, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, 85. So those last two reps should be anywhere in the 85 to you know 90%. If you don't know your percentages, because we haven't done percentages in a long time, that's fine. Don't worry about that. We're just going to start off with something that's a challenging set of 12 and then add uh, 5 to 10 pounds on every single round. Either way, focus on strength today. Focus on getting outside your comfort zone. On to the rebuild. We're doing three rounds. Ooh, I love these. Eight-inch worm sliders. Uh, so you're going to be in a plank position with your feet on sliders. And keeping the legs straight, you're going to raise your hips up and try to slide your feet up to your hands. We're gonna do, and then we're going to walk our hands out into that plank, slide those feet up. Normally in the inch worm, we have, we have you guys stand up. Not this time. We're going to have you stay in that hinged position. After we get done with those inchworms, you're gonna shake those arms out for a second because you're gonna need them for your seal walks. So this is where we're gonna put the tops of our feet on the sliders. And we are gonna drag our body with our, oh, not really drag our body. We wanna keep the hips up and not have a sagging back that's into extension. We wanna keep the core engaged and we're gonna be walking on our hands while we drag our feet with our core engaged. And that are gonna be your seal walk. So we're gonna do an inchworm sliders, really working on a lot of those lower abs and the psoas, the hip flexors. And then going into the seal walks, we're gonna work a lot of shoulders and core. Moving on to Thursday, June 17th. Our move is for time. We're going 400 meter run, 50 sit-ups, 30 burpees, 400 meter run, 30 toes to bar, 50 push-ups, 400 meter run, 50 sit-ups, 30 burpees. Simple, straight through, hammer down, guys. Moving on to the rebuild, we're going to do three rounds of 12 static glute bridge hamstring slider curls and 15 each side leg raises. We are hamming your legs a lot because we're, we're trying to hit all the running muscles of, of the body that doesn't get utilized in normal routines and stuff. So that's why you're seeing a lot of this stuff with the hips and the legs and the glutes and the calves, especially the feet we're focusing on as well too. So that's why you're seeing a lot of this stuff. But those static glute bridge hamstring slider curls is we are going to lay down on our back with our heels on sliders. We're gonna squeeze our glutes so our hips are fully open and that is the most important thing we want to focus on is that the hips stay as open as possible so you have a straight line from your shoulder to your knee if we can if we have to use our hands behind our back to help kind of push our hips up please do support your body the straight line is going to make sure that our psoas is being stretched while we get into this hamstring curls then we're just going to slide the hamstrings in and out. Remember, if we're going straight full range of motion, we're probably going to get that charley horse or that muscle spasm and cramp. So don't do that. We want to focus on those slider curls. Even if you're moving your heels two to three inches forward and back, but your hips are staying open. And then what I mean by hips staying open is your glutes are, are, are squeezed and we're feeling the hamstring work. Remember, we're not trying to, to break the hamstring. We're trying to make sure that we're utilizing the hamstring. And uh, it's definitely a weakness for a lot of us. That's why we always have tight hamstrings because they're relatively weak. That's why we're pulling on our back and those deadlifts because our hamstring, our hinge is weak. So let's build that. Focus on proper movement. Focus on less range of motion at first so we get the muscles to fire. Then we can increase that range of motion. Those 15 each side leg raises are gonna work on the TFL. So if you're a person who jumps on that foam roller and is rolling out your side of your leg, your IT band, we got IT band syndrome, we got all that stuff. If you're a type of person who's doing that, 
That's because your TFL, I don't want to say a guarantee or anything like that, uh, but that's usually because your TFL is weak. And that TFL ties directly into your IT band, okay? So if we don't have a functioning TFL, it's going to create pain in the IT band. So it's laying on our side like we're in a side lunge. And we could even be in a side lunge. So if you want to kick this up a little bit, get up into that side, or excuse me, not side lunge, side plank. Uh, so we can get, lay down and on our side and we can just raise the leg up or we can be into a side plank and raise the leg up. Now we want to make sure that our toe and leg is rotated down towards the ground. If we do not, we're going to be feeling a lot of the quad work or if the toe is slightly pointed up. We don't want that. That's naturally what your body is going to do. So we need to rotate that foot down and bring that leg about 5 to 15 degrees slightly behind midline. Once again, with that toe and leg pointed down towards the ground. And as you raise it up, you're going to feel a lot on the side of your glute and the glute working. When you feel that, you know you're doing it right. If you feel your quads while doing these side raises, you're not doing it right. So focus on the position of the leg slightly behind midline when we're on our side and with the leg and, and toe pointed towards the ground as we raise the leg up. That TFL is usually weak, so don't think that you're gonna be getting that leg all the way to the ceiling really high, even if we're doing slight movement. Remember guys, we need to focus on activating the muscles first. Once we activate the muscles, then we can increase the range of motion and build strength across them entirely. Moving on to Friday, June 18th. For our move, we got four minutes on, two minutes off for three rounds. We're gonna do 16 dumbbell muscle cleans, 10 double dumbbell box stepovers, and 50 single unders. If you look at a revive before then, we are doing so much work with the foot. Like, obviously you guys know me, and as much as I hate feet, I'm addicted to teaching people about their feet because that's what you spend all your time on. If your foot is not working, uh, then the rest of the muscles in your body is going to work and especially that arch the arch is so easily collapsed And most of us have collapsed arches because we have these wonderful things called shoes that cram our feet in the wrong position But we'll go on to that in another podcast recently or you can listen look back at our old podcast where we do talk about feet and barefoot uh, But anyways, we want to work on a lot of the lacrosse ball on the bottom of the foot the plated arch builders we're doing and uh, along with those single leg hops so if you had a hard time doing single leg jump ropes, those single leg hops are going to help you kind of build that position and help build your arch with that so they don't become so difficult or very heavy or hard to do. And once we build that arch, you can see that knee pain, hip pain, and lower back pain possibly be relieved a little bit. But for this workout, it is what it is. You're just going right through it. Use the same dumbbells that you use for your muscle cleans as you do for your dumbbell box stepovers, keeping a nice upright position on those box stepovers. We want to think about somebody pulling us straight up off the ground so we're not collapsing forward in those dumbbell box stepovers. As for a rebuild, uh, we're just doing one round. We're going to do hips seven ways. This is going to show you all the weaknesses uh, of what's going on in your hips as well as the strengths of your hips, but you're also going to find your hip to move in tons of ways that it probably doesn't do on a daily basis. I like hitting these hips seven ways every single day. I do them I'll go once through seven different directions, seven reps, um, and I just try to increase that at the best that I can as time goes on. So we're going to do uh, seven ways, seven reps, each with one hip. 
and then we're going to do a banded shoulder opener. This is going to help relax the pack, open up the pack, open up the shoulder, and also show you all the range of motion for your shoulder. So I know like Friday evening classes, everyone's out because it's the summer, uh, you know, so everyone's trying to get out and enjoy the nice weather. But if you're going to hit a Friday, I highly suggest hitting this Friday, the 18th, uh, because you're going to learn a lot from and getting a lot of range of motion within those uh, those hips and those shoulders. So the shoulder is one of the most mobile. It is the most mobile joint. It's also the least stable joint. That's why we see so many injuries. But the hips need to be super mobile, but they have a tendency not to be mobile. So we're going to show you all that stuff. Now we're moving on to Saturday, June 19th. We have for our move every five minutes for four rounds. You're going to perform just one round. So you go through this once in five minutes, you rest until the next five minutes comes up, repeat for four rounds. 16 American kettlebell swings, so the bottom of that kettlebell is going to be in the sky. Eight barbell thrusters, 200 meter run, eight barbell thrusters, 16 American kettlebell swings. That's it, kind of down and up, running up the peak, running back down. We want you to move fast. We want you to look at this as a sprint. The reps aren't high, the movement's not long, push yourself. You know, so on Wednesday, we're going for load. We're trying to push your, your strength aspect. We haven't done that in a while. So we're going to try and push your strength aspect of raw pulling um, from in your legs and your upper body. And on Saturday, we're going to be pushing that sprint aspect of your capabilities to generate power, spike your heart rate as high as possible, and still maintain uh, 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 good quality work. After that, for a rebuild... Uh, we're going to just do some kind of to calm the central nervous system down. We're going to do a 400 meter odd object farmer's carry. So you're going to grab one of any object and carry it in any way you want. Make it hard. Okay. Make this difficult. Grab a slam ball, grab a barbell, grab a kettlebell, grab a bumper plate, a dumbbell. I don't care what it is. Go heavy. You can do a single arm that you're rotating back and forth between the, the arms. Maybe you're putting it above your head. Maybe you're putting it onto your shoulder. Maybe you're carrying it two hands like a, a slam ball with two hands on the back of your shoulders or in the neck. Um, like uh, like the, the Titan, um, sorry, a little, a little, uh, went, I spaced out for a second. Anyways, grab anything and hold it any way that you want during that entire 400 meters. I just want it to be tough. Other than that, that's the wrap for the week. See you guys in class.